Good morning, ladies. Good morning, guys. You're welcome to Dream City this beautiful Saturday morning. Today is the third day in the month of October 2020. So two things. Happy New Month and Happy Independence. You're welcome to the show today. So today we are talking change, you know. Change, you know. Sometimes we hear, this is how we used to do it. This is how they used to do it. Oh, don't bring another thing here. Oh, this is how we are used to. This is how we are used to. This is how we are used to. This is how we should do it. This is how we should not do it. You know, we're used to making such comments and such remarks when it comes to um, adopting or ad adapting to change. Today we are talking about accepting change in the workplace. We know a lot of young people are currently at work, even with the pandemic. The pandemic brought a lot of change, you know, remote working or having to work two days on site and two um, three days off site. These are things that we're not used to. We're not used to do before now. A lot of companies were not used to doing remote working and have, having to work off site, you know, before now. But it is what it is. The pandemic is here. Um, we're battling it and it's almost over by the grace of God. And and um, we just have to adapt to the new change, the new normal. So my guest today is a business process management professional with over 11 years experience across various sectors such as banking, travel and hospitality, retail pharmacy and FMCG. A graduate of accounting and currently a group business process analyst with a leading FMCG brand in Nigeria with operations in about 30 countries. He is passionate about process and operational excellence, automation and exceptional customer service, customer experience. A strong believer in the fact that status quo can be challenged with a mindset of if not why not this is at home today i have with me in the studio the meiji joseph Florence. good morning and welcome to the show good morning thank you for having me yes 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 it's good to have you here in the studio so let's start with um when did you start challenging the status quo when what i mean is a lot of us were brought up to be OES members you know we are told to go and we go we are told to come and we come and told to sit down we sit we told to stand we stand you know when did you start challenging the status quo like you start asking questions about things that you have been told I think I've always said that in uh, me, and one of the first um, parts I would make reference to was when I was in GS3. Okay. So my parents actually wanted me to study, you know, medicine, law, yeah. those kind of stuff, and I had to write a letter to my dad. I was in the boarding school, okay. so I sent a letter home to my dad that yeah. I wasn't going to study medicine, I wasn't going to study law, yeah. I wanted to study accounting. And luckily for me, my dad came to school and we he was okay with it, and he accepted. And that was how I went through to commercial class instead mm -hmm. of the science class, then to the university and I studied accounting. So that um, started the whole flow. Then when I, um, I've always, always um, liked things that are to do with people and just not accepting that it should be the way it is. So over my period of um, years in different companies, I've had the opportunity to say, okay, why exactly are we doing this? Mm. So the moment you begin to ask that why question, it's you know it sparks that fire and mm. um, that sets up the trend. Interesting. So, do you think that one should question everything at the workplace? Um, you also need to be rational in okay. your thinking. So, um, that you can question it first in your mind. Then you need to now define whether it's fair enough to push it out. Mm. There are some things you question in your mind, but when you place it on, you place the cards on the ground, you need to know that at this point, let me stay back. You don't just jump into um, questioning everything out. Okay. So sometimes you question it on your mind, work it out mm. on your own piece of paper. There, there's always kind of a right timing to push a discussion. And there are times where you also need to bounce your idea off a couple of people mm -hmm. before you now blow it off. Okay. So you can 
questioning anything is not it's not a crime mm. you can question it and sometimes you question it and you would even reason back to yourself that no let's Let's follow Let's this. Let's do this. this part. Yes. So. True. True. Okay. So, at what point does questioning or trying to seek clarification becomes too much? Um, when you now begin to see things only from your own perspective. Okay. So, one of the key parts of um, change management or processes generally, mm. business process management, is the ability to see things from other people's perspectives. Okay. So, if you question with a mindset that you know. You already have the answers before you even start engaging people. Mm. Then it becomes an issue because your mind is already clouded at that point in time. Mm. Mm. Okay, so what, what is change and at what point do you think change is needed? We live in a changing place. world, yes. So at every point in time, change is happening. Mm. So change could be um, a micro change within your private, it could be your team, it could mm -hmm. be your department, and at some point it could be a general organizational change. And like what we saw recently, a global change mm. from the um, pandemic that happened, you know, so many things changed in the organizations, um, the way of meeting people, greeting people changed. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand that change is constant. You just don't know where or how it's going to come okay but you must be prepared that anything is going to come and when it comes how do you react to change wow interesting so to our listeners at home we are talking accepting change in the workplace now I, I am sure a lot of us have questions about um so many adjustments that were made you know made at work this period especially after the lockdown and we all had to resume go back to work so many things were changed like you know you have to come to the office on three three times a week some people will come two times you know there were a lot of change and adjustments if you have questions as to how your company went about you know um bringing about change you have things you want to clarify you have a question bothering you about change at the workplace or something that happened at the workplace you want to share your experience with us please feel free to call the phone lines 081 a lot of us everybody we're all affected so there must be something you want to talk about <laughs> that has to do with change or an experience that happened at your workplace and you want to share with us please feel free to call the phone lines. I'll take the numbers again, 081-3303-8749, 080-209-33638. So you've talked about change earlier. Now I'm going to ask you, is change a necessity? Yes, it is. At every point in time? Um, maybe not so rapid, kind of, but change is a necessity. Okay, hold on to that, thought. let's take this call. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello. Okay, you can call us back 081-3303-8749-080-209-33638. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Okay, all right. So let's look at the difference between leading change and directing change. What was the difference? Okay, leading change um, simply implies that you are actually inside the flow of the change okay. so those that are going along with you in that part of change know that you're not just giving them instructions or you know just dishing out mm. things for them 
you are part of that change, so you are exemplifying that change. Mm -hmm. While um, directing change, that, that's the other part. Yeah. Directing change just means go and do this. This is what we want to do. You know, just mm -hmm. pointing. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't do that because when you exemplify that change and you clear the path for that change to you know be effective, mm -hmm. it helps those who are you know. Uh, following you in that part of change to know that yes, if there's anything wrong, we, we have a vision, we have a direction that mm. we're following. Mm. So that that helps to you know. Okay, guys. Yes, yeah. guys. All right. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. My What is your name? I said my name is Paul. I can't hear you. Hello? What's your name? I said my name is Paul. Paul. Okay. Hi, Paul. Where are you calling us from? Okay, I am All right, Paul, do you have a question for my guest or you want to share an experience with us? Alright, I just have a question for our guest. Okay, go ahead, he can hear you. Oh, okay. Paul, please call us back. Uh, I think the phone just went off. So, Paul, apologies for that. Please call us back. 081-3033-8749-080-209-33638. Paul, I really want to hear your question. Please call me back, okay? 081-3033-8749-080-209-33638. Okay, so before implementing change at the workplace, what should the management put into consideration? What are the things they are supposed to do before effecting a change? So one of the first things you have to okay, do... Okay, hold on. I think okay. Paul is calling back. Hello, good morning. Hi, Paul. Oh, okay. Please go ahead. Okay, one of the first things you need to do if you want to implement change is to clearly identify and articulate the need for change. Mm. You don't just change because everybody is changing. Okay. So, you know, that's one of the issues with um, these terms, best standards, international pra best practices mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. What exactly is the best fit for your own entity, okay. you know, so you need to clearly um, articulate that need for change. Mm. Then from there, you create a vision for that change. Okay. Once you do that, then you define your strategy for change. The next thing to do is to focus on the people. Everybody wants to know what's in it for me, mm. because when you are creating a change, people are, you know, apprehensive about yes. the outcome of that yes. change. So yes. you need to focus on the people and begin to communicate. Let them know how this change is going to affect, affect them. them. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Hello? Hi, Paul. Hello? Hello? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. I can hear you. Okay, well, I think in a situation, when the change is at the Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, okay, Paul, please call us back. I really want to get his question. I think he's talking about when something has been existing for a long period of time, for years, you know, and someone trying to come in and bring in something new. I didn't get that question, but Paul, if you can call me, if you can hear me, please call me back. 081-3033-8749-080-209-3368. Please try any of the lines. If you have network issues, you can call the other line and um, get through to me. Okay, so why do you think people are resistant to change? Before you take that, I think Paul is calling back. <laughs> Hello, Paul? Hello? Hello, Paul? Okay, I, okay, I, 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 I
Yes, go ahead. Okay, I think in my situation, especially in the case of Nigeria, mm. we are in a challenge to change the status quo. And people who are directly before you even enter the thing, we declare that we are somebody who knows to have done a thing. So, how can it be able to pass through such a circumstance? Okay, all right, thank you so much, Paul. He will take your question now. Okay, um, thank you, Paul, for the question. Um, change is a difficult thing to implement. And mm. just like um, you were saying before the call came in, yeah. why are people resistant to change? Mm -hmm. A lot of factors make people resistant to change. You know, um, it could be their present situation. It could be um, how you communicate that change. And mm. probably precedence also matters. So if they have, if you've actually displayed some um, precedence that does not make them trust what you are communicating at that point in time. It also makes people resistant to change. Sure. And if you are going into the national factor of um, mm. how you make change in Nigeria and stuff like that, I would advise that you, you may not always want to go um, make the change at the national level. Start mm. from your immediate circle. Do the immediate circle that you work with, the people you can influence, mm. how well do they trust what you are saying? If you can't make that change in the immediate circle, you need to start your work from there. Mm. Because it's from that circle that you begin to now expand your circle of influence. So I, I think, um, Paul, and the other part where you were talking about if the thing has been um, over time, mm. the journey of a thousand miles starts mm -hmm. with the first step. You need to start, start small. Even if it's very small, even if it's the members of your family, okay. let them begin to believe in you. Before the members of your community or your local government believe in you, if your family members don't believe in you, then you have some homework um, mm -hmm. to do. Charity begins at home, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so how do you react to the popular phrase, this is how we do things here, that response um, to a request for change? We hear that a lot all the time. So how do you, as a change agent or an employer trying to um, bring, in, bring about a change in your place of work and you get this response, how do you think um, one can reply or respond to this? Okay, um, you would always get that question when you are trying to implement change. Mm. But what you need to do is you also n don't need to be defensive when you're trying to communicate change. Mm. One of the first things you need to try to do is when you create that vision for change that I mentioned and why we need to change, mm. then let them know how that benefits them. When people know what's in it for them, you will begin to break some walls, you know, gradually. And um, there is something we call the low-hanging fruits okay. when you're trying to implement change. Mm. You would find, when, when you want to do change, you would have those who would immediately embrace you, which is okay. fine. Yeah. You would have those who would be on the wall, just waiting to see whether they would accept or, or not. not. Then the other guys would be the major resistance and stuff like that. When you have your low-hanging fruits and you begin to implement those ones, it helps you win over those who are on the wall mm. to the other side of your evangelists. By that, you will begin to, you know, increase those who are for you and mm -hmm. reduce those who are against you. So those low and green fruits are very critical, but communication is very, very important. It has to be proactive. Mm. It has to be consistent. Consistent. Okay. So when you are communicating today, put it in their faces mm. that this is what we want to do. We're not, you, it's not a case of 
um, us against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a common goal that we want to achieve. And if we achieve this common goal, there are these benefits, mm -hmm. there are incentives that come along with yes, it. Yes, but we're going to get to incentives. Okay. But before we get there, we have a question from our live video. And to our listeners at home, if you want to see what's happening in the studio, you want to see the faces of those you've been hearing their voices since, please join me on my live video on Facebook at Comfort Uwahonye. Uwahonye is spelled U-W-A-K-H-O-N-Y-E. Comfort Uwahonye. There's a question from my live video and the person says that in a corporate workspace, how best does one institution institutionalize change with the good of all in mind? This is from Atosu Emerson. Okay. And a corporate workspace, you know, mm. internally change, one of the one critical factor is mm. that you need top level alignment. Okay. If you have the top level alignment, the sponsor of the change that you want to implement mm. is from the management level. It helps in getting the buy-in of the shop flows. Mm. Mm. But if you don't have that top level um, alignment, you need to you just need to go and get it because without mm. it, it's impossible to drive such um, entity-wide, enterprise-wide change. change. So it, it's a critical part. So one of you, you can begin to bounce your ideas off your peers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you begin to get that momentum gradually at that level, you can now begin to increase your engagement. Probably your head of department, your mm -hmm. divisional head, and stuff like those. If you don't have direct connection with those at the top, you can go through that level. But mm -hmm. if it's an open environment where you can actually easily access them, Put something on paper, mm. something genuine on paper, and um, so take it up from there. Okay, so in your opinion, should change be abrupt or a gradual process? You know, sometimes something just happens in organizations. You hear an employer say, I want this to be done. This is how I want it to be done now and now, as from now. So should change be a gradual or it should just a gradual process or it should just happen? Well, I wouldn't want to give a yes or no answer to that. I would mm. rather say you handle it on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. So some situations would warrant that you, if you're in a crisis situation, you don't have time for so, gradual mm -hmm. change. Mm. You need to take some decisions on the spot. So it's a case-by-case -case basis. You would not want to, the, the scenario would define how you um, adopt or adapt to the change. Okay. Now, let's talk about implementing change and having to carry everyone along. You know, some people will tell you that um, um, employers should just make the decision and enforce it. You know, some other person will tell you that it is better to carry the employees along so that they are part of the change process. So what do you think? I go with the latter that says you need to carry everybody along. In change, a very critical point is stakeholder engagement and stakeholder management. Mm. If you just want to shove things down the throat of people, um, trust me, you're going to, your resistance um, army will mm. be so large. So you don't want to just take the decision from the top and just bounce it down people. You must engage stakeholders. And in engaging stakeholders, the truth is you don't eventually have to accept or do everything they want. Mm. But people want to be heard. People want to know that they are part of Something. this success story. So if you give them a voice to put on the table, even if in the end, your roadmap or your um, term paper does not include their plans. But they would know that during these um, engagements and stuff like that, you know, they were heard and you do publications, mm. put the um, town hall sessions and things like that. You know, that helps to calm down the nerves of people. So you would not want to implement such um, massive changes without carrying the stakeholders along. You would, you're just making it dead on arrival. Okay, so but when, what, what do you do when the opposers of change are more than the supporters? 
it goes back to the fact that you, you would not have um, an 80-20 or 50-50 divide. It doesn't always happen. Well, that way. You would most likely have some people who would be on the fence. Hmm. The people on the fence are waiting for whether a good first impression that would shift them to this side of those who would, you know, that are supporting you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, you know, you just make a bad first impression and it switches them to the resistance army. Mm. So that's where communication is very, very critical. Some form of communication could be one-on-one. So you could meet somebody, you identify your stakeholders. You need to know how to profile your stakeholders. So mm-hmm. when you know some people who have some influence among some other people, you can inf- infiltrate them. Mm-hmm. That's what we call divide and rule. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can infiltrate them, use their guys, convince those people who can go back and convince one, two, three, four, five people. By the mm-hmm. time you're doing that, and make sure you're not just convincing them with lies, please. Convince them with what can be done, the benefits that if we do this, this is what will happen. Maybe when you sure. do that, then you mm-hmm. can begin to move people from that resistance to... Sure the other side interesting so uh, we, we know that companies are just finally or gradually getting into shape and with the openings of some places now and um, okay let's let, let's take us back to may june june or thereabouts when we're all asked to go back to our places of work do you think that companies should have done like a training or a seminar or probably see a psychologist to welcome people back to the workplace to say okay these are things this is where things would be now do you think there should have been some sort of any of those trainings to to prepare people's minds for how the workplace for the new normal basically okay um actually not all companies or most companies never prepared for this yes so none of us prepared for this i believe as of january february none of us knew that we were going to start a lockdown by mm-hmm, march mm-hmm. so it was a change that just came upon all of us that we so um, i believe that um hr teams and some other you know communication internal communication teams in organizations are you know consistently sending out communication to their staff mm. um some to welcome them back for those who had been you know um working from home for a very long time mm-hmm. and those some organizations did not actually shut down like essential services yeah. but there were consistent um communication mm. and for those who have had um major shifts in the nature of how they do their jobs and stuff like that i believe organizations internal communication departments and organizations um, train them in how to, you know, switch from physical interaction to some of these um, online meetings and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, I believe a, a lot of things are happening in different organizations. Okay, so our listeners at home, I still have my guest with me, Dimeji Joseph Florenshaw, and we are talking accepting change in the workplace. I made mention earlier that if you have an experience you want to share with us, probably something that happened at the workplace that has to do with change, and you feel that didn't go down well, you just want to seek an opinion, please feel free to call me, 81 2093638. Now let's look at employees who are not in support of a particular decision or a change, so to speak, in the in the workplace. How should he or she go about voicing his or her opinion? So you can make your opinion known depending on um, the environment. So sometimes you could um, put your opinion in a mail and forward it to somebody you might know okay. that can listen to you. But if it's probably a town hall meeting and mm. something like that, you can make your opinion known. But one thing you need to understand is that you are not making your opinion known by trashing what the, the, current, change, decision. the current decision. Mm. You are only trying to say, this is my own side of 
things? Can we do it this way? Or what if we see it from this perspective? Mm. Will it make any difference? So um, a lot of us want to make our opinion known by attacking mm. what um, is being proposed. Yeah. No, don't make your opinion known by attacking. But try to say that what if? What if we do it this mm. way? What if doesn't kill anybody? Yeah. So you, you you should approach it from that um, point of view. Okay, but, but what about instances whereby you are being compelled to obey? Whether you agree or you do not agree, you must obey, like last order. <laughs> I can guarantee you that you would find yourself in that position one at one point or the other. Mm. So when you get into that kind of position, there, there there's this saying that you choose your battles. So when the battle at that point in time is not one that you can win, mm. and when the person you have fighting with in quotes at this point in time is somebody who is powerful mm. step down okay there's wisdom just, just hold on down. step down there's wisdom right we're coming back hello good morning <laughs> good morning welcome to the show what's your name your name is what please all right Adeli, do you have a question for us or you want to shout out to my guest yeah <laughs> morning boss how you doing yeah yeah i think i don't want to Thanks, man. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, we can yeah. hear you. calling all right okay so you said you talked about wisdom let's continue from where you stopped <laughs> okay there, like i said there's wisdom in stepping down mm -hmm. there are some things you can push and you know that okay if i push further i would be able to win there are some things you need to step back and you know let it go right now there might be an opportunity later for mm -hmm. you to bring it up again okay but at that point in time if you still keep pushing you might eventually shoot yourself in the mm -hmm. leg so, so it's, it's, better, it's better at that yes. time to just to step down. Step up, yeah. Okay, some, some changes can be very overwhelming, especially the unexpected ones, the ones that just come and you're like, oh, you know. So how can one manage it without jeopardizing one's competency? Um, there is this um, term called um, adaptability quotient. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it talks about how you thrive in a changing environment. Everybody would, you know, be eat by some form of change at, any, at some point in time, mm. you, you can't have life as a linear um, line. Okay. It, it can't it can work that way. There's some, you know, the ups and downs. So mm. you, you need to always keep an open mind, an open heart, and mm. an open will. When okay. you have that combination, you would be able to, you know, adapt to change. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Good, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name? My name is Cassandra. Oh, okay. Cassandra, please call us back. Uh, I think the line ran off. Okay. Cassandra, please call us back. Apologies for that. 081-3303-8749. Cassandra, please call us back, okay? 081-3303-8749-080-209-33638. Cassandra, I really want to hear from you. Please do call me back. So, a lot of people talk about training their employees to enable them adapt to a particular way of doing things. But what about those who cannot afford to train their employees? 
Okay, um, one of the benefits that our world is enjoying right now is a lot of free trainings um, out there. Mm. So not being able to afford it might not um, be an acceptable excuse mm. in the world we operate in right now. Okay. So you can, if you don't have um, so much money to get um, external facilitators and stuff like that, there are free trainings online. And even YouTube and other channels right now can give you an opportunity to learn so many things. Mm. So we are going into a world right now where excuses are uh, not so acceptable mm, right now mm. there is there is an alternative so many alternatives around us um right now so there's always a training that you can afford okay all right hello good morning hello. okay what? <laughs> what is happening cassandra i'm so sorry still try to reach me we have about um, nine eight minutes to go so cassandra try and call me back you know apologies for that okay so how can employees be motivated you know and supported during change um first parties they need to know that the management or whoever is trying to communicate that change mm. is sincere okay so you must be you you, you must be engaging you must be able to communicate that vision of change articulately. So when you are when they are able to see with an open mind, mm. they would be able to know that this person is not trying to you know using a term which aren't or something. Mm, mm. The moment people see that there is something for us to gain in this kind of thing, somehow subconsciously they want to listen more mm. to you, and with that you can begin to drive that culture of change across the entire organization. Okay. All right. So, but what metrics can be used to measure change? Okay. Measuring change um, is dependent on the objective you set out to achieve in the first place. If you are trying to achieve an objective of maybe profitability or productivity, or for instance, in um, technology usage, for instance, we're talking about user experience. So if you want to drive user experience or uh, so, for instance, one of the things you try to do is you do your benchmarking. Benchmark what exactly is the rate of usage right now. Mm. Then when you implement your change, what, exa what are we trying to drive out? If 200 people are on our platform as of today and we implement you know, some improvements or the change in code, we're looking at having 1,000 people, 2,000 people on, you know, on board. So the objective of that change would define the metrics that you would um, implement. Okay. Okay. So um, what compensation or rewards can be given to employees whose status in the workplace, you know, is affected by this change? You know, should, should a reward be given at all? Um, it might not necessarily be a reward, but um, you need to be considerate. Let me, in the ch I want to choose my words carefully. Okay. So you need to be considerate. So for some people, some form of changes will lead to people um, losing their jobs. It's um, standard. It's going to happen. I think Cassandra is calling okay. back. Let's see if we can take her call. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. This is Cassandra. Cassandra, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's uh, happening with the phone lines, but if you can still reach me before I leave the studio, if you can, if you can reach me still in the next five minutes, that would be good, please. 
Cassandra, I'm not um, I'm not the one in your call actually, but you can still try and reach me back, okay? Zero eight one double three zero three eight seven four nine. Okay, go ahead, please. Okay, so um, we we're talking about the rewards, rewards and stuff like that. So I said it, it might not always be a reward. That like people, people, sometimes some form of changes will lead to people losing their jobs and stuff like that. But like I said, they need to know that management is sincere. Management mm -hmm. would not want to run down their company um, at the expense of. Um, or with emotions, mm. trying to satisfy everybody. No, it's not a charity organization. It's meant for profitability. Okay, Let, hold on to that. So let's see if we can take this call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Thank you. Good morning, Comfort. Hi, Dimeji. This is Gift speaking. Good morning, Gift. Gift, where are you calling us from? I'm calling you from London. All right. Do you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Uh, I think nice topic uh, you guys are having today. Mm -hmm. um, pick one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There's something up with the phone lines. I really can't um, figure this out right now, but just keep trying. If you can reach me back, just keep trying within the next two, three minutes. Just keep trying. Okay. So you talked about profitability that the company is in for um, making profits. Yes. So this is where communication is also very important. Hmm. Um, I used to work with a boss then who would say that there's a way to tell somebody to go to hell and the person will be looking forward to the trip. <laughs> yeah. So um, you don't just dump your mm. decision on people. Mm. There are ways you can hold, you know, town hall meetings and things like that and communicate to people that... Okay. The, the, okay yes, Alexandra is trying to call us. Cassandra. Hello, Cassandra. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I can hear you. Go ahead, please. Okay, hi, Dimeji. Hi, good morning. Okay, nice one. Thank you. Um, okay, so for me, I have to know, so is there any risk when there's no change? Okay, uh, that's my first question. And um, actually, my second question, you're already there to do. But I also want to know, so what happens when a company tries to change and then they fail? So what happens? What's your advice? Okay, thank you for calling. He'll take your question now. All right, so uh, the first one, risk. Is there okay. any risk not to change? Yes, for the, the I usually um, tell myself that um, stagnation is a form of retrogression. Mm. So if you are not changing, you're actually retrogressing. So there is a risk that those who probably were behind you before, or even your peers, will begin to outrun you. Mm. So there is a risk for not changing. Okay. Because a lot of things are happening around you and if you choose to stand at your post, mm. then you are actually retrogressing. Okay, the second question. She says, what happens when the company fails? Um, failure is not, it's not fatal. So, like, a, micro, a Microsoft um, code says if you don't succeed in the first one, call it mm. version 1.0. <laughs> yeah. So, if you fail, try another one. Mm. So, you can't just fail and sit down on that failure and begin to pity yourself. Mm. Take the learning points from that failure. If you are doing the next version, you are not starting from zero again. Yeah. You are starting from a version 1.0. Mm. Then you pick it up, you do version either 1.1 or 1.11 or 1.2, whichever you choose to call it. Okay. But you are no longer starting from zero. You have learned something from that initial failure. Okay, can, can, can we wrap up the other question on rewards? You know, should rewards be given at all for change? Can we wrap so, that up quickly? Where the resources are available to give some form of reward, 
it's perfect mm. because at that point you are also trying to you know balance it with the you know, emotional intelligence balance it with that but where there are no rewards where the company is going aground at that point in time one of the best things that you can even do for such employees is if possible give them referrals to peer organizations that can absorb them at that point in time or you know Take, ease them off with some skill acquisition programs that would make them, you know, manage that transition period. So it, it depends on what resources are available at that point in time. Okay, thank you so much, Neji. They say time goes when you're having fun. It's time check is almost 11 a.m. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank Had a good time much. talking to you, and um, thank you for the insights, new insights to our topic today. Shout out to everyone that called into the show today. To our winners for the quiz, you get your airtime very soon. Um, have a beautiful weekend. Remember that coronavirus is still very, very much around. Take responsibility. Wear your face mask, wash your hands, go about with hand sanitizers, and um, I guess by doing that, we will be fine. So have a beautiful have blessed and a beautiful weekend still happy new month and happy birthday nigeria have a beautiful weekend bye <laughs>